Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into my 2018 statistics in today's episode. We read the wind and the sky when the sun is high. We sail the length of the seas on the ocean breeze. At night we name every star. We know where we are. We know who we are, who we are. This is often my one of my favorite episodes of the year. I think anyone who listens to this, uh, who knows me in any way, would, uh, wouldn't be surprised by this notion. I love statistics so much. Uh, this is, you know, a big part of why I started doing this podcast. I have this huge movie spreadsheet, uh, you know, all this stuff. It's It's really... I, I'm so deep into cr- the 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 creation, the managing, the uh, the upkeep of of this behemoth of a of a project that to ever kind of look back and and step away from it is is insane, it, it, pure insanity, pure insanity. So this episode. All it's going to be is, and and there's no structure. I, I'm not. I have nothing specific that I, I w- I'm planning to read to to touch on doing this episode. But just basically me perusing my spreadsheet and coming up with like all the different multitudes of things I could think to to keep track of throughout for the year of 2018 and the films I saw in that year. Uh, and, and I'm so excited. So, uh, to be clear, um, this is films that I saw in the year 2018, not necessarily uh, 2018 released films, uh, though there will be some overlap through those statistics, uh, and it will also go beyond the spreadsheet, um, because Letterboxd uh, does a pretty good statistics rendering as well, with their... um, their user stats page so uh, that will supplement the spreadsheet as best as it can so according to the spreadsheet here we go uh, I saw 1753 unique films in the year 2018 that is almost 500 more than 2017 uh, it is far and away the most I've seen in a single year uh, it helped that I, I didn't work uh, at all in 2018, uh, with the exception of, of the writing that I did in the last three months, which did hamper the the number quite significantly. Uh, I thought, I think without that, I could have uh, maybe sniffed uh, 2,000, but 1,753 is an enormous number that you know mo- some people will go their whole lives without seeing that many different movies so it's you know i'm not not disappointed by it and it means that i still have higher heights to reach in the future uh so the first day of 2018 january 1st 2018 i watched six movies uh and they were uh darkest hour uh, 
Oscar winner, Darkest Hour, for Gary Oldman, among other things. Uh, a documentary called Oklahoma City, which is about the uh, a bombing that took place there. Uh, a film called Pilgrimage, which was a 2017 film. It's um, bad. Uh, the Transfiguration from 2016, which was okay. Nothing Sacred, which was a is a 1937 film that was also quite bad. Uh, and then the best film I saw on New Year's Day 2018 is Mr. Roosevelt, which was a charming, sweet little rom-commy movie that I, I really enjoyed. And what's interesting is... You know, 20, 28 uh, uh, January as a month so often is just a look back month in terms of cinema and film. You get, you know, four, maybe five new releases in January that mean anything or matter to anybody. And everything else that's in theaters is holding leftover from 20 uh, from the previous year or expanding it's a limited release film it's an awards movie it's a foreign film something like that that hasn't been available until this point uh, for whatever reason and that's you know I'm looking through all these January movies uh, the first 2018 film I saw was insidious the last key I didn't see it until the 9th, so that's eight full days, um, or 42 films uh, that I saw. I was 42 films deep into 2018 before I saw a movie that was actually released in 2018. Uh, and the same thing is going to happen this year. Uh, today, I'm going, uh, later on today, I'm going to go see Escape Room, which is the first 2019 film that I will see uh, officially, and... It'll be, you know, the 20th, uh, 19th, I think, film of the year for me. So there's, it always, it frustrates me. It does, because, I, I, you know, it, it, the numbers matter. And sometimes it feels like the way the movie industry handles this sort of transitional month uh it doesn't feel like they care about those numbers. But um, what are you going to do? So, uh, I mentioned 1,753 unique films. But uh, my spreadsheet doesn't track uh, how many total films I saw within this year uh, if some were rewatches. According to my letterboxed, there were 1,750 diary entries in the year 2018 quite a quite a lot uh i rewatched two of my all-time favorite films uh this year uh the nightmare before christmas which i actually saw twice this year and the dark knight which i got to see in theaters which was such an uh, amazing experience of those 1750 entries i have on letterboxd 1486 of them have a review attached to them some are as simple and straightforward as a sentence. Others are long and profound and elegant, I, I hope. Uh, and, and that amounts to approximately 2,270 uh, hours, <clears throat> which uh, is 136 
thousand minutes, uh, or eight million one hundred seventy-three thousand seconds. But if we go the other way, that's ninety-four point six full twenty-four hour days of watching film, or approximately twenty-six percent of the year twenty eighteen I spent watching movies, uh, at least. You know, uh, that doesn't include, and that and that doesn't even factor in. You know, time it takes to get to a movie theater, time it takes waiting for the movie to start, trailers before the movie. Uh, credits in in many instances after the movie it you know just five minutes of movies that i saw in the background that never that didn't get logged because they didn't count so many things like that uh that would have only inflated that number further uh which it's a lot it's so much it's so much Whew. um <clears throat> Looking at Letterboxd, the f- week that I watched the most number of films was the week of the 13th week of the year, March 26th, March 26th through April 1st. Uh, I watched 98 films that week. I'm guessing a lot of them were short films because that's a lot, um, because that's 14 films a day. And, you know, at 90 minutes... That's too many. There's too many, too many movies. So, yeah, 98 films, uh, probably a lot of short films. The smallest week uh, came at the very end of the year, uh, which okay. This uh, so December 31st is its own week 53, uh, which would just be one movie. But outside of that, the shortest week was. Uh, the second to last week of the year, December 24th through the 30th, uh, Christmas week, where I only watched four films, only four films logged that week. Uh, there's a pretty, everything up through the end, May 20th, uh, never dropped below 28 films in a week, or four films a day. Uh, most of them are over 40, uh, you know, some of them spike 66, the 98, 71, 59, 56. And then there's two weeks uh, at the end of May into early June. That was when I was in Brazil. Both of those dipped uh, as, you know, not watching as many movies when I'm on vacation. Uh, then the rise again, 33 films uh, the second week in June, 52 the first week after that. Uh, and then a little fluctuation here and there. Uh, pretty consistent in the 30s through July into August. A spike in September. And then October hits, and we drop down to eight films in the first week of October. That's when I started doing the outline of my, my book. Uh, but then I, I was able to increase it back up. You know, I, I made a lot of progress early on in October on that outline. So week 41 of October, or October 8th through October 14th, I logged 40 films, uh, hit 43 uh, from the end of October into November. Uh, I think a lot of those were short films so that I could give myself enough time to keep writing uh, while not sacrificing the numbers. But then after that 43 film week, uh, it dropped down to 19, 11, 11, 14, 11, 11. Uh, 11 be- kind of kind of became the, the norm, which is still more movies than most people watch. 
so 1,750 films watched, about 146 films per month, which averages to 33.7 per week for the year. Uh, and they're pretty evenly split throughout the days. Uh, so 279 films seen on logged for Tuesdays, which is the most. Uh, 268 for Saturday, next highest. 255 for Friday comes after that. Uh, Monday and Wednesday both have 244, and Thursday and Saturday both have 230. So the day generally doesn't even matter. <laughs> uh, I mentioned the six films I saw on January 1st last year. The absolute first one that I logged was Darkest Hour. The most watched films within the confines of 2018 uh I watched Mary Poppins Returns twice. I watched The Night Before Christmas twice. A couple of films I watched twice, Eighth Grade uh, and others. But the only film I watched more than twice, and it's not even, it's currently not nominated for any of my Circle Film Awards. It's not in my top 50 of the year, is Avengers Infinity War, which I watched six times. Uh, and we'll watch a seventh time before Captain Marvel comes out. Uh, and then maybe even an eighth time uh, before seeing uh, an endgame. And I've talked about Infinity War. I have a pretty, I, I don't know, I, I, I just, it's fine. It's definitely an exciting, thrilling film, but I don't know. It just, it didn't work for me perfectly. I think it's a lot of emptiness. I don't know. Moving on. Not, not, not falling down that rabbit hole. The last film I logged uh, in 2018 was Vice, which I saw on New Year's Eve. Uh, there will be an upcoming statistics episode on Vice specifically. Uh, and that was an interesting one. You know, whether, depending on your feelings on the big short, whether or not you like Adam McKay, uh, whatever your political leanings, there's a lot of meat to, to digest in Vice, and I'm interested to kind of touch on some of that when we get there. Genre. Here we go. Genres. As is always the case, uh, drama is the most frequent genre of the year, uh, coming in with 739 films. Uh, you've got comedies, 506, then thrillers, 296, uh, animation, 285, a lot of short films in that category. Romance, 262, Action, 243, Adventure, 186, Crime, 165, Sci-Fi, 148, and the 10th highest genre based on Letterboxd is Family Films, 142. Out of the 1,750 films, 1,228 of them are... I don't know exactly how Letterboxd categorizes this, are either take place or were made in the United States. 252 of them have ties to the United Kingdom, 102 in France, 51 Germany, 50 Canada, 49 Japan, 26 Italy, 24 Ireland, 22 Spain, and 20 Australia. 1,634 of them feature the English language, 127 are in French, 81 Spanish, 55 Japanese, 53 German, 45 Italian, 31 have no spoken language. Really? Oh, yeah, a lot of silent films. 
Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, 29 in Russian, 24 in Chinese, and 21 in Korean. And I, I, I say this every year, I think. I'm always frustrated that I don't watch more foreign films. And hopefully, I mean, I, I watch a lot, but just looking at this bar graph and it doesn't even come close. Out of the 1,750 films, 306 of them were released in 2018 based on Letterboxd and based on my own uh, parameters, which are Letterboxd, uh, which is 17.5%, so 82.5%, or 1,444 of them were from previous years. 96% of them were first-time watches, uh, with 71 films that I saw that I logged in 2018 being rewatches, or 4%, which is a little higher than it usually is for me. Uh, part of that, eh, you know, is going to... And this year, most of the... A lot of the films I watched this year already have been rewatches, uh, Marvel films and things like that. Um, I mentioned all the reviews. 85% uh, of what I watched had a review, so 1,482 of the 1,750 films. Uh, I, damn. Again, so this was one of one of the things I mentioned last year when I did the same exact episode was looking ahead. What did I want to accomplish from a film perspective uh, in 2018? One of the things I said was watch more movies than I add to my watch list on Letterboxd. I thought I was doing really well, and and compared to compared to some other years, I definitely have improved quite substantially. I watched 450 films that were on my watch list this year. I added 502, so uh, missed that mark again. Shame. Of the 1,750 films, uh, here is the star distribution rate rating uh, that I gave to some of them, to all of them. Uh, keep in mind that this does include rewatches. 262 got a half star rating. 200 got a single star rating. 215 got a star and a half rating. 250 got a two star rating. 324 films, and this is the highest star rating, got two and a half stars. Uh, then we go back down the mountain. 238 got three stars. 154 films got three and a half stars. That's a 70 to 79. Uh, Four-star films, there were 68 of them. That's 80 to 89. 31 films got four and a half stars. That's 90 to 99. And I watched Nightmare for Christmas twice, Dark Knight once, and those are the three five-star films I saw this year. All right. Most watched actors. Uh, and this is not entirely accurate because I know Bess Flowers should make this list, but she's not. But... According to Letterboxd, I watched Mel Blanc, Mel Blanc 66 times in a movie, Clarence Nash 41, Pinto Kolvig 24, Andy Serkis 17, Charlie Chaplin 16, Helena Bonham Carter 14, Warwick Davis 13, Haru Nakajima 13, William H. O'Brien 13, Rafe Fiennes 12, Stanley Tucci 12, Walt Disney 12, Julie Walters 12, uh, Kieran Hines, 12. Kira Knightley, 12. Alfred Molina, 12. Arthur Tovey, 12. Robert Redford, 
11, Michael Caine, 11, and Tom Felton, 11, most watched. Uh, highest rated, just a lot of people I don't recognize because it's generally just two films that count in this category. So, tough to say. Uh, directors, most watched directors. Chuck Jones comes in at first place with 23 films. Frizz Freling with 17. Jack Hanna at 16. Charlie Chaplin, 15. Jack King, 13. Bob Clampett, 11. Kenneth Anger, 8. Tex Avery, 7. Ishiro Honda, 7. Mike Lee, 7. Richard Donner, 7. Frank Tashlin, 6. John Ford, 6. Robert McKimson, 6. Walt Disney, 6. George Cukor, 5. William Wyler, 5. George Powell, 5. And then Stephen and Timothy Quay, 5 each. <clears throat> and the same thing is true in their highest rated category as well. Um, oh boy. The Crews. So let's see. We're going to skip producers. Writers. Most frequently watched writers uh, from this year. Dr. Seuss with 26. Phil Eastman, 20. Michael Maltese, 15. Charlie Chaplin, 14. Nick George, Shinichi, Sekizawa, and Bill Berg, all with 8. Mike Lay and Carl Banks at 7. Ben Hecht at 6. Roy Williams, Vincent Bryan, Stephen Clove, Stephen Knight, Tarantino, Oliver Stone, J.K. Rowling, William Shakespeare, and Maverick Terrell, all with 5. And Akira Kurosawa with 4. Um, let's see here. I don't recognize any of the names under cinematography. Um, Charlie Chaplin, seven edited films. Uh, Treg Brown with 29 edited films that I saw this year. That's 21 higher than the next place person, Daniel Mandel. Uh, man, uh, he edited a ton of short films that I watched, so I guess that makes sense. Uh, composers, Alfred Newman with 14. Carl W. Stalling with 40. John Williams with 10, Hans Zimmer with 10, James Newton Howard with 8, Desplat with 8, Giacchino, Giacchino with 8, uh, James Horner with 7, Lauren Balfe with 7 of the names I recognize. Uh, Edith Head with leads the way with in costumes, as I think she does always, with 12. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's about it. My most liked review of the year. Oh, man, I didn't want to open it in the same tab, though. My most liked review with 11 likes is for The Grinch. The Grinch. Uh, what? Why? You, what is happening? Show me The Grinch. It's not showing me The Grinch. Why is it not doing that? Okay, here it is, here it is, here it is. Okay, 11 likes. I'll read it. Don't go see this movie. I was going to put that at the end of my review, but it really deserves the first sentence. Look, this is a story that has about five main points and can be told in 10 minutes. This movie isn't even 90 minutes long, and it was boring and dull for the majority of that time. It looks fine, 
but unimpressive in a year where Incredibles 2 was released. We spend the better part of an hour following the Grinch as he embarks on his mission to steal Christmas. He goes on, a lo on long excursions to find a reindeer, get a sleigh, and become Santa Claus. It's tedious, tiresome, and filled with the most unimaginative gags since, well, minions, probably. And for the life of me, I cannot understand how the audience at my screening laughed harder at the Grinch running into a tree than at any other movie I've ever seen. This was stepping on a rake and having it slam into your face grade stuff. And this wasn't just the under 13 crowd. It was raucous belly laughter from adults. Lines from the trailer were shouted out that weren't even in the actual movie, inciting more laughter and guffaws. This was a conglomeration of utter nonsense that wasted a talented voice actor like Rashida Jones. There are exactly three relevant characters in this movie, and, the on and only one of them matters because it's his name on the poster. To Minion's credit, and I can't believe I'm saying that, it at least tried to make new and uncommon situations for its humor. Stupid as it may be, following them on a montage of serving the most evil thing alive isn't something I'd seen before. Skiing into a tree, a large animal blundering through a room with breakable things, pratfalls and obnoxious stunts. I've seen all that before. I'd rather take my kids, if I had any, to see A Star is Born, or The Hate You Give, or Suspiria, because this is far more likely to fuck up their heads. Yeah, most liked review. I like it. Highs and lows. All right, here we go. The highest average rated film I saw this year is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It is incredible how well-liked Spider-Man is. It is currently the sixth highest rated film in Letterboxd Top 250. The lowest average rating film is Slenderman with an average rating of 1.3. Spider-Verse was 4.5. Most popular film I saw that year was Get Out, which has an average rating of 4.1. And the most obscure is a film called Canine Catastrophe 2, colon, Rabbit Rampage. Uh, this is the sequel to Canine Catastrophe. And uh, it's not real. It's a short film made by uh, uh, previous guest on the show, Avi. He is uh, the writer and creator of both Canine Catastrophe and Canine Catastrophe 2. And as of this moment, um, two people have seen Canine Catastrophe 2. And I am one of them, according to the letterbox. Then there's a huge list of that. Highest rated films I missed. And some of these I will fill in the blanks uh, as I get the chance. Uh, Taylor Swift, Repu Reputation Stadium Tour. Definitely going to watch that because I love Taylor Swift. Shoplifters I'm going to see this week. If Beale Street Could Talk uh, is coming to me next weekend. Um, Springsteen on Broadway I probably won't watch. Liz and the Bluebird uh, I will definitely find the time to see. I'm uh, probably going to pronounce this so poorly. Uh, and Todd which is a Bollywood film I probably won't watch. Loveling I don't know anything about. But I have it on my watch list, so I might check it out. And finally, John Mulaney, Kid Gorgeous at Radio City. I've had multiple people now mention that I should watch some John Mulaney stuff. So I guess I'll check that out eventually. Finally, the world map. Uh, plenty of countries I didn't see a movie from. I'm not going to list them all, but Greenland, probably the biggest one. Mongolia, Kazakhstan. 
Egypt, Libya, Saudi Arabia. I don't know if some of these countries really do movies, though. But most of Central America, uh, about half of South America, I got covered. Large percentage of Africa, I didn't see movies from. Uh, Papua New Guinea, no movies. Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, Laos, and Myanmar, Bangladesh, Nepal, Bhutan, nothing. North Korea, no. Portugal, nothing. That's an interest. That's a surprising one. Uh, Greece, uh, Albania, Montenegro, Croatia. What's that? Slovenia, Slovenia. Mm, yeah, you know, it's. I mean, that's what it is. Fiji. That's so. Those are all the letterboxed stats for this year. Awesome. Moving back uh, to the spreadsheet. So 2018, uh, the average, here we go. The average release year of all the films I saw within the confines of this calendar year is 1989.6, which is about seven, six and a half, seven years lower than my current average, which is 1996. Uh, which is surprising, like 300 of those films were from 2018, and the average is still below 1990. I'm proud of myself. Uh, trying to watch older movies as, you know, the further you get along in this process, the more recent movies you've seen already. But this year, 300 2019 films are going to be even harder to keep the average lower than 300 2018 films. So we'll see how that ends up going. Um... The average day of the month that I saw this, saw everything, uh, is 15.476, which is just a touch higher. You know, you would expect it to be around 15 and a half, and uh, it is. So that's nothing surprising. Um, ooh, I don't know if I can pull this one off. The average rating out of 100 that I've currently given all the films I've seen this year is 45.4. That is eight points lower than the average rating of everything on my spreadsheet, which is 53.3. That's really low. I, I, I mentioned the star distributions. This is one of the weaker years of me watching films I've ever seen. Uh, a lot of the short films had had to do with that. Like, those really dragged down the average. But even a lot of the films, you know, looking at 2018 as a year, the average rating of all the 2018 films I've, I've seen this so far is 44.1. Uh, last year, for 2017, it's 48.89. But... To find another year that it's below 50, you have to go all the way back to 1964. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm just getting more jaded. I think there's certainly an argument to be made in that respect. You see over 7,000 films and it's bound to happen. But at the same point, you know, the, 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 the responsibility has to be on the filmmakers as well. They... There have been some fantastic films in this year, and I, I'm super excited to talk to the talk about them when I get to the Circle Film Awards next month. 
but there's just so much garbage being released constantly constantly like escape room i'm seeing it today i i have no expectations of that getting more than like a 25 on my spreadsheet i still have to see holmes and watson that's going to be garbage uh you know, uh, looking at next week, uh, The Upside has not gotten very good reviews. Um, a Dog's Way Home does not look very exciting either. It's going to be a struggle, you know. It's And maybe 2019 can, can right the ship, but we'll see. I, I'm not particularly... I don't know. I'm looking forward to a lot of movies this year. But I was looking forward to a lot of movies last year, and... See what happens. Uh, the ratio of good movies to bad movies, 2018 films, is n- currently 92 to 165 or 0.56. Uh, last year it was 0.79. Um, you'd have to go back to 2006 to find the last year that was lower than 0.9. 2006 was 0.86. Uh, before that, the only only a couple years below one, uh, you'd have to go back to 1975 to find 0.73. Uh, 64 is 0.69, but to even get close to 0.56, you're going all the way back to 1945, 44, 43, and 42, which are all in the 0.3 to 0.4 range, mostly due to some really crappy war animated short films. That's that. On a better note, though, uh, 2018 had the has the highest percentage of films on my spreadsheet that pass the Bechdel test with a three uh, meaning two named female characters that talk to each other about something other than a man a man no other year uh, on the spreadsheet has better than a has a 40 percent in that statistic or no has better than has a 42 percent in that statistic uh, 2016 and 2017 both did 41.7 percent ish 2018 has 54.22%. That is a very high number and a huge shift. Uh, And I'm incredibly happy and pleased by that. Uh, It's also a significant drop in the number of films that have a zero on the Bechdel test. Last year it was 20.5%. The year before, 24%, 25.9%, 22.74%. Those are the last few years. This year... 10.7%. 10.7%. A lot of films. Uh, to find a comparable year, you'd have to go back to 2007, which currently has 12.5%. Um, it, it's it's amazing. Like, no year, I don't think, looking back, yeah, there isn't a single year with a lower than 10%. This is the absolute lowest percent I have logged. It's great. Uh, you know, obviously the Bechtel test is not the end-all be-all of feminism and movies and, and the film industry. Obviously, there's a lot still left to fix, but it's an encouraging sign, nevertheless. It's an encouraging sign. Um, let's see here. 2018 currently holds the record for the most, for the year that I've seen the most horror films released from, with 33. Uh, second up in that category is 2010, which I've seen 30. It current, uh, 2018 holds the record for sci-fi films at 49. I've seen 48 from 2017. 
and it holds the record for most thrillers, which I've seen 88, and 2017 I saw 87. Um, so three, uh, 2017 holds the record for adventure, comedy, documentary, drama, fantasy, music, musical, uh, romance, and sport movies. Uh, but I mean, 2017, I've seen the most films from, so there's, so that's why, that is why. Uh, let's see, we're still waiting for Oscar nominations, Oscar, that comes out in a while, soonish, soonish? Yeah, pretty soonish, actually. So we still, so we'll see how much catching up I'll have to do when that happens. Uh, 2018 currently provides three films into my top 300 films of all time. Uh, they are three of the five films currently nominated for Best Picture on the Circle of Film Awards for this year. Uh, so they are three out of the following five films. Uh, Burning, Eighth Grade, Black Panther, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, and Mind of the Gap. And actually, I think there should be four, now that I'm looking at it. Should be four of those films, actually. Uh, not to tip my cap too early, as far as um, what, what the results of that will be. And there may still be more to come. Uh, three films, well, I guess four ties the number of films added to the top 300 from 2007. Uh, it's one shy of last year's five, and a significant uh, drop from the double digits represented from 2013, 14, 15, 16, 11, 10, 12, and 2009. All those years have double digit uh, representation in my top 300 list. And... Um, Hmm. Yeah. Looking at, let's see here. Currently, I have seen three films from 2018 that are rated G. That is down from two films last year. They really don't make G films anymore. It's kind of a wasted. They they barely ever made G films, I guess. But uh, currently, seen I've seen 31 films rated PG. That ties last year's 31 and is three shy of 2016's 34, which is the most. PG-13, uh, I have seen 84, which is the second most of a year. Uh, 2016 leads with 88. Last year, I saw 82. R-rated films. Last year, I saw 152. That's the record. This year, 130. Uh, 2016 and 2015 tied with 106. No NC-17 films, no X-rated films, no approved or okayed films, which is not really used anymore. Uh, this year I saw... Oh, wow. One film, unrated, apparently, which is Far Cry from last year's 4 and from 2016's 8. And then for not rated films, I saw 59, down from last year's 145. Jeez. Uh, it's a lot, because the second most is 2016's 98. Jeez, that's way more than I uh, expected. Jeez, okay. Um, so there's that. 
Uh, what else do we have here? What else do we have here? <laughs> da, 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 da. There's. I can do this this way. Films that I saw that I rewatched this year, uh, a lot of them, as I mentioned, uh, based on Letterboxd calculations. So I saw The Dark Knight again this year. That was the 86th time I've seen it. I saw The Nightmare for Christmas twice. That brings me up to 26 times seeing that. I watched The Incredibles again uh, before Incredibles 2. That was the 16th time for Incredibles. Uh, I rewatched Mulan this year. I forget when and why. Uh, maybe it was in theaters. June 5th, June 5th, I don't remember, uh, but that was the 12th time I saw Mulan, uh, Harry Potter, watched a couple of Harry Potter movies, uh, 12th time seeing Chamber of Secrets, 5th time seeing Deathly Hallows Part 1, 4th uh, time seeing Deathly Hallows Part 2, uh, School of Rock I rewatched uh, around Christmas time on vacation, 10th time seeing School of Rock. Uh, Sky High, eighth time seeing that. Uh, I went and saw Jumanji, the first one in theaters, which was such a great experience. Uh, fifth time seeing Jumanji. I rewatched The Force Awakens and watched The Last Jedi, both of them for the fourth time. I rewatched the Planet of the Apes trilogy. So I saw Rise and War for the Planet of the Apes. Rise the third time, War the second time uh, this year. I think, um, yeah, I saw, what, what's, uh, um, not Rise, Rise, then, what's the second one? I can't even think of it. It's in there somewhere. Uh, da, 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 da. I saw Thor The Dark World up to three times now. I saw the first Thor and Thor Rag, uh, Thor the first Thor. I've now seen four times. Thor Ragnarok. I've seen four times, uh, and those numbers will go up as I continue to rewatch uh, the the Marvel movies. World of Tomorrow, I rewatched, and now I'm up to four times seeing that. Three times seeing World of Tomorrow, Episode Two, The Burden of Other People's Thoughts. Fantastic short films in their own rights. <laughs> the longest, there we go, longest movie I saw I saw in 2018 was Gone with the Wind in theaters. Or no, wrong. Uh, it was Cleopatra at two, uh, four hours and nine minutes. Gone with the Wind I did see for a second time. I saw it in theaters, which was such a good experience. Uh, just shy of four hours. Uh, War and Peace I watched, which is about three and a half hours long. Vice. I have mislabeled uh, as far as time goes. So let me fix that. Uh, JFK, 200 minutes, 3 hours and 20 minutes. Children of Paradise, a little over 3 hours and 10 minutes. The Right Stuff, about 3 hours. Uh, the 1954 version of A Star is Born is 3 hours. Merlin from 1998, 3 hours. The Longest Day, suitably 3 hours long. Three Idiots, 170 Minutes, The Best Years of Our Lives, The Big Country, Lawrence Anyways, Scenes from a Marriage, all uh, two hours and 40 minutes or so. Um, 
Yeah, a lot of long movies. A lot of them. Uh, the Best Years of Our Lives. Uh, the Greatest Show on Earth. Mutiny on the Bounty. Might be it. Uh, maybe not. Let me see. And Grand Hotel. I feel like Cimarron is in here too. I'm not seeing it. Uh, those movies are all Best Picture winners, the years they were released. I finished watching all the Best Picture winners this past year, which was very fun. And I don't know. I feel like it's a thing everyone who cares about movies should have done or should do if they haven't. Because, I don't know, it gives you perspective and, and gives you... It lets you, it opens the door into the uh, the mind of what people considered, or depending on your definition, what what uh, the industry and the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences considers the best film of the year, within reason, and. The ones I hadn't seen, uh, Mutiny and Bounty, I thought was pretty good. The rest uh, were quite poor. Um, if I can remember which ones they were. Uh, yeah, Grand Hotel was fine. It was just okay. Very just okay. And then you've got Mutiny on the Bounty, which I think is good. Greatest Show on Earth is terrible. Uh, Best Years of Our Lives is also quite good. So... Yeah, place for people to start, definitely. Uh, the oldest film I saw from 2018 came out in 1896. It's called Jarabe Tapatio. It's roughly one minute long. I watched it in November, and it is a tradition. My my summary is traditional Mexican dance. Uh, it's not very good, but Jarabe Tapatio. Maybe pronouncing that wrong. Jarabe Tapatio. Uh, I actually saw 10, 10 films released in the 1800s this year. Uh, others include Snowball Fight, Boxing for Points, The Last Round Ended in a Free Fight, The Ball Game, Hockey Match on, I on the Ice, uh, Pressoir de Cambrioleurs sur, sur le Toit, uh, L'Utilité de Rion X, butchering these, I'm guessing, Casey at the Bat, Rouget de Lille, Chantant La Marseille, I don't, I'm not French, if it's not a 